Welcome, welcome everybody to episode four of T's Formula One podcast. How are you? How's everybody doing? Um, this is going to be the preview episode for the British GP, uh, the Silverstone Formula One race coming up that we're all excited about. How's everybody doing? I'm going to jump right in. We have a couple of really exciting things to cover for this upcoming weekend. Uh, there are some, this has actually been a busy Formula One uh, week. Uh, we have a couple of notable things that have happened uh, before we've gotten into the race weekend. So it's exciting. Let's go ahead and let's jump in. Welcome, guys. So one of the things I wanted to talk about before I even get into the preview is we were fortunate of uh, fortunate enough, excuse me, today to get a preview of the 2022 new Formula One cars. Now, mind you, this has been something that all of us fans have been waiting for as far as getting a preview, visually looking at what the cars are going to look like. Uh, we have been waiting for this for a little over two and a half years, actually closer to three. So they started preparing and working on this uh, around the 2018-2019 mark. Uh, so this is a collaborative, in-depth work between the FIA, uh, the Formula One Commission, uh, different engineers from all the teams. Uh, this was also a big effort from Ross Brown, who is, you know, basically the main technical chief for Formula One. Uh, this has been very wide ranging and this is one of the biggest changes we've had to the regulations and to, to the Formula One cars in quite some time. You know, they have spent, I mean, terabytes and hours and hours and hours of so many different studies and their main aim is basically to improve racing. So. I don't want to get too in-depth into it because I will actually plan to do a separate podcast for you guys just to highlight, you know, uh, the different uh, attributes of the 2022 car. Uh, I can tell you just from visually looking at it today, like most fans have, and from the different articles that I've read and I've listened uh, to different presentations on it, it is actually very exciting. The cars look great. They look futuristic. Um, so I don't want to get, like I said, too in depth right now because I'll do a separate episode on those, but I think uh, we can safely say we can be very excited for the future of, of F1. So I just wanted to highlight that because that is something that, uh, that is news that broke today and it was a very welcome news, but let's turn our heads and, and, uh, you know, kind of our focus to the upcoming British GP at Silverstone. Um, there's... You know, this preview will cover a couple of notable things. First thing we need to highlight is, so this British GP is going to have a capacity crowd. I am talking about full to the rafters. Um, this is going to be a very welcome sight because, you know, during COVID, most of the races we've seen, there hasn't been any fans in the stand. And that's not just F1, you know, whether you watch basketball or whether you watch football last year, and I'm referring to American football, of course. Um, you know, as sports fans for many years, just to see empty stands, that that's, you know, that's not something our eyes are used to. You know, that was 
you feel like something is lacking and it's the same in a formula one race um, i know the the drivers really miss the fans in the stands us as people watch in our living rooms we miss watching the fans in different venues wherever it is whether they're in austria wherever they are um well in austria you had fans so that was fantastic but i just mean to say whatever venue they go to when you see empty stands it's just kind of an eyesore so it's fantastic uh, that the british organizers have gone ahead and allowed fans to come in now the numbers that are expected as i mentioned to you that's going to be a full crowd is i really want you to pay attention to this number because it is eye-popping a hundred and forty thousand let me repeat that for you slowly because it doesn't seem real a hundred and forty thousand people that is capacity crowd is what's expected at the british gp at silverstone this weekend now that's incredible okay that is unbelievable excuse me unbelievable number of people that are coming to this gp so um you know i can't wait to see the sites for that now keep in mind you know uh, for some of you listening to this you may go hold on a second you know COVID is spiking right now uh we we do see the delta variant in many countries including the u.s um, is it a wise idea, you know, to have this many people in the crowd? And I do understand that, you know, worry because that's a very valid question. Uh, the answer to that is, so the British GP organizers, you know, they're really taking precaution. Um, everybody has to be tested. There is actually an app um, when you purchase the ticket that, uh, you know, whether it's at the gate or when you're doing the purchase you actually have to show that you've taken the vaccine and you are negative for covid so uh, don't think this is just an irrational you know as long as you have a ticket you know you can just stand side by side and there's going to be a crowd of people in there without taking covid precautions Uh, they're really taking uh safety measures very seriously so my hope is that you know those safety measures are going to prove prudent and we're not going to have any issues or problems so it is going to be fantastic for a full capacity crowd of 140,000 people to be there now keep in mind you know these guys um it is going to be fantastic because there are three british drivers that are you know racing this weekend so that is hamilton that is lando norris that is george George Russell. So, you know, you kind of have the three British Lions um, who are, you know, all in their right, fantastic drivers, um, all competing. And so, you know, it's got to be a proud moment for England to have these fantastic young men uh, that are going to be competing this weekend. Uh, Of course, you know, you guys know who I'm rooting for, but, uh, you know, all joking aside, you know, all each and every one of them, um, we kind of know the kind of great, fantastic season Lando Norris is having. Russell, even though he's in that Williams car, you know, there's a lot of speculation around him and whether he's going to land in that Mercedes seat. So um, I do have my opinions about that. I, I do think you know, it is a matter of time and it's inevitable 
uh, that we do get a, that announcement. And uh, without getting you know too deep down the road with that, I think he has really uh, done a considerable amount of you know just uh, just a fantastic job in the Williams seat. That that car, of course, as we know, has a lot of limitations. It's at the bottom. It's at it's at the bottom of the grid as far as performance, but. Uh, especially in qualifying, he seems to, you know, get every ounce out of that vehicle. I think he's a very talented young man. So, um, you know, who knows what the future holds, but I I do think uh, there's a very good chance that we might see him in the silver hour. So the crowd has plenty to cheer about. Um, You know, the other interesting thing about this weekend is, uh, for those that are not aware, there's a part and section of the Silverstone track that has been named after Lewis Hamilton. So it is actually called the Hamilton Strait. And uh, uh, that is such an honor. I, I think uh, Total Wolf, who is uh, the CEO of Mercedes AMG F1 operations, um, he, he put it best. I think he put it in a very eloquent way. He said, you know, this is kind of the highest honor that an active driver can have. You know, Hamilton is not retired. He's still in F1. But to have a section of an F1 track named after your name. And, you know, this is going to be something that is going to last for years, decades, um, you know, even after he retires, you know, so many years down the line. It's just a very historic thing. So, you know, well said by Total Wolf. That is just a, a high honor to have, and, and um, I'm happy for Hamilton that he has the Hamilton Strait named after him. So that's the first time we're going to refer to that section of the track as Hamilton Strait. The other um, huge, huge, you know, kind of news and development uh, a part of this weekend that we have never had before that we're all, you know, kind of excited about is the sprint qualifying you know sprint qualifying this is going to be the first track that it's going to be introduced and um it is going to be fantastic to see and you might say to yourself well you know we haven't seen that before what exactly sprint qualifying you know what how's that going to be different what is that going to do um so just in basic terms to break it down sprint qualifying is going to be it's an added element that the FIA and the teams have, you know, agreed to spice up the weekend. So what it's going to be is it's going to be on a Saturday. It is 100 kilometers is what the sprint qualifying, the distance for the sprint qualifying. So at the Silverstone racetrack, that translates to 17 laps. OK, 17 laps is how long the sprint qualifying is going to be. And what that's going to do is the purpose of that is to determine the order for Sunday's race, okay? So you are gonna have the traditional qualifying on Friday as opposed to the usual Saturday time slot. And then on Saturdays when the sprint qualifying is gonna happen. Um, So there's no refueling that's gonna happen during sprint qualifying. Um, You know, you're gonna see different strategies play out. You're gonna see who's able to shine. So, it's a very interesting element. And remember, of course, there's going to be points awarded to the first, the person, uh, the driver who finishes first, second and third. I believe the point allocation is going to be three points for uh, position one, two points for position two, and then the third place finisher is going to get one point. Okay. And like I said, that is going to determine 
Sundays, the order of uh, of how how they line up on Sunday. So that's going to be very interesting. I'm actually really excited to see how that's going to play out. I'm excited to see how the teams are going to operate under this pressure. Um, and, you know, when we say why is there going to be pressure? Well, there's going to be pressure for different reasons. One, you know, as opposed to the usual format that you have. So with the usual format, you have the three different practice sessions. Okay. You have practice one, practice two, practice three. Now the pressure is going to be in the first practice. The teams have to set up the car so that it is set up both for low and high field runs. Okay. Because they're not going to have the normal setup time that they usually have on Saturday you know, once you actually get that car ready for sprint qualifying, the car is going to be in park Ferme rules. What that means is, you know, you, you're not able to make changes to the vehicle. Okay. So the engineers and the track side folks are losing a significant amount of time, about five, six hours that they usually would have to fine tune the car, uh, before qualifying a park Ferme. They're not going to have that now. So, um, it puts, you know, quite a bit of pressure on the track side folks, because, you know, like I said, if you get the setup, right, then you're set for the entire weekend. But if you get the setup wrong, that's the thing that's going to be a long weekend for you because you're not going to have a chance or the, the hours and the time that you're usually going to have to go ahead and, you know, adjust your settings or adjust the setup to correct that. You're not going to have that anymore. So it's going to turn into a long weekend. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that is, you know, uh, how that is going to play out. You know, if they get the setup right, then that's going to translate for the whole weekend. Like I said, if they get the setup wrong, then, you know, that's going to punish you all weekend. So um, I'm uh, like I said, I'm very interested to see how that plays out. I think as fans, we're all, uh, you know, really just wanting to see this new change. F1 doesn't usually tinker quite a bit to the race weekend format. Um, and I really like the way they went about this because what they said was, you know, they studied, okay, how can we spice up the weekend? What they did was they asked the fans, this was a couple of years ago, they asked the fans on what they wanted to see. And this just shows you uh, the leadership at Formula One now, which is Liberty, uh, the Liberty Group, um, which, you know, took over four or five years ago from Bernie Ecclestone. Um, it is just such a breath of fresh air that you have the leadership that actually cares about what the fans think of. They want to spice it up. They haven't done it, you know, they've done it only three times. And they've also said, listen, we're going to monitor and see, you know, how the racing is. We're going to monitor and see how the feedback is. And, you know, if this is something that is not successful this weekend, you know, if, if it doesn't uh, spice up the weekend, if it's just a procession and it doesn't have a lot of uh, passing and everything, you know, if it's lacking in any way. The FIA has already said before spring qualifying happens, they have no issues in discarding it. So I think that's fantastic. I think that's great that they're so open-minded and they also understand, hey, listen, if this doesn't work, 
we understand we'll make changes, but we're actually willing to take risks and we want to try something new. Uh, kudos to them. I tip my hat off to them. My invisible hat that I'm wearing right now. I am tipping my cap off to them because that's fantastic. Um, you know, one of the final things I want to get into, which is a big thing as F1 fans were watching this weekend is so we have Red Bull now who's leading in the constructors battle. We have Red Bull and Max Verstappen leading in the driver's uh, points above Lewis Hamilton. We really want to see now what is Mercedes's response going to be? The, the silver arrows. How can the Mercedes empire strike back? Because they need to do that. They, they have to do that. They are now in a position where point-wise, they're in a very compromising place. I, I covered this in the last podcast that I did um, where we talked about you know, Max Verstappen has a gap now where if, even if Lewis Hamilton actually came away with a win this weekend, okay, uh, a first place finish, guess what? Max Verstappen is still actually going to be ahead. Isn't that crazy? Lewis Hamilton can win this weekend and Max Verstappen on that Monday morning that, you know, we, we come around after the race. Max Verstappen will still be ahead of the points. So, you know, this is what happens when you build a cushion. Uh, you know, that, that's what makes the mountain high for Hamilton and Mercedes. So Silverstone has been a really good track for them. Um, you also have to remember that the Mercedes vehicle is finally, finally, finally getting the W12. The beautiful W12 is getting... A couple of upgrades this weekend. Now, we've been waiting for these upgrades. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, Bottas, the other Mercedes driver, they have they had called on the team, uh, you know, uh, to get some reinforcements, to get some upgrades. So th this has been in the pipeline. They're not major upgrades. They're minor upgrades, but nevertheless, welcome upgrades. So I'm curious to see what the pace of the car is. Um, as far as this track, as I mentioned earlier, this is a track that really, really suits that Mercedes uh, F1 car. It's also a great track for Hamilton. He has great support in the stands. People, you know, the fans are going to go crazy. So I hope all that, all those elements can at least make Mercedes competitive. Like I said, they need to strike back at Silverstone. Um, they, they, I mean, they have to. The, um, if Red Bull wins again this weekend, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to make things bigger than they are. There's still a lot of races to go. By the way, we're not even midway. Uh, we're not even at the 50% halfway point of the season. We definitely are not. What we are is we are getting deeper and deeper uh, point-wise to where you know, Max Verstappen is building up a cushion here. You know, um, it is it is worrying um, if you're a Mercedes fan, if it is worrying, if you're uh, concerning, if you're a Lewis Hamilton fan. So I am very optimistic, cautiously optimistic, I should say, and, you know, kind of <laughs> uh, adjust my saying to cautiously optimistic because, boy, that Red Bull car is fast with Max Verstappen. So between the mix of the spring qualifying, like I said, I'm eager to see how this weekend translates, how it plays out. 
but I do think Mercedes have to take this opportunity uh, to go ahead and strike back. So we're going to see how everything plays out. I'm looking forward to spring qualifying. I'm looking forward to seeing the fans and um, I'm looking forward to a great race. So I just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning into this episode for the British GP preview. As always, uh, please like, comment and subscribe. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you and take care.